Sunday morning, you're listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? This is Christian Talk Radio, here to challenge the status quo. If you keep doing what you're doing, you'll keep getting what you're getting. But if you want to see a change, if you want a spiritual revolution, if you need a spiritual renewal, stay with us. We are here to inspire, to inform, and to challenge you to consider what does the Lord say regarding life's issues. Visit our website for information on how you can join us for morning prayer. Access previous podcasts of this broadcast, or you can even now access and download this podcast in iTunes. There is also information to follow us on Twitter, like us on Facebook, or even sponsor this show. Visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. We would love to hear from you. In Jeremiah chapter 29, verse 11, the Bible says, For I know the thoughts that I think toward you, says the Lord, thoughts of peace and not of evil, to give you an expected end. And verse 12 says, Then shall you call upon me, and you shall go and pray unto me, and I will hearken unto you. And verse 13, And you shall seek me and find me, when you shall search for me with all your heart. And St. John chapter 10, verse 12, 27 says, my sheep hear my voice and I know them and they follow me. Said another way in the message Bible translation, it says, my sheep recognize my voice. I know them and they follow me. This morning, we're just going to talk very briefly about hearing the voice of God and learning to follow the direction that he gives you when he speaks to you. For sure, most of us, we are seeking direction from God most of our life. And that's a good thing because we want to know what it is that he would have us to do, which way he would have us to go. But be careful that we are not assuming that we know how he will speak to us. Because if you think think that he's going to call you on the telephone, you're going to be waiting by the telephone. But if he's coming to your house, you won't be expecting him at the front door. So don't assume that you know how the Lord will speak. We tend to miss him when we think we have figured out just how he will speak to us. He does speak to us. He gives us direction. He says very clearly, as we read in John, that the sheep and we are his sheep. He is our shepherd. The sheep of God hear his voice. They know his voice and they follow him. There is a certain sound that your shepherd will have and you recognize the sound of his voice. When your best friend or your children or your spouse or someone that you're talking to on a regular basis, when they call your phone, even before we had caller ID, when they would begin to speak without them announcing their name, you knew very clearly who it was you were talking to because there's a certain sound to their voice and you have learned the sound of their voice. You have learned to distinguish the sound of their voice from every other sound because you have spoken with them so regularly, so frequently that that sound has become familiar to you. God would have us to know the sound of his voice in such a way that we are familiar with him. He calls us his friend. We need to understand when he came in the cool of the day to talk with Adam in the garden, Adam knew it was him. When he said, where art thou, Adam? 
Adam knew it was the Lord. And you've got to understand that God is not the only one that's speaking. Not he wasn't the only one speaking to Adam and Eve because that's how they messed up when Satan came speaking to them. He's not the only one speaking even in our hearts and in our minds. The enemy also has a voice and he speaks very regularly to us and your mind will speak into your spirit. You will begin to imagine things in your own heart. You have friends and you have enemies. They speak. There are sounds coming from every direction in your life. So God God is not the only voice audible or inaudible. He is not the only voice that's speaking into your life. So you do have to learn to distinguish his voice from the voice of others. I love how Elijah said that he was able to distinguish the very voice and sound of the voice of God, even when God was speaking to him in a still small voice or whisper. You should know the voice of God so much so that even if he comes whispering in the midst of calamity and a noisy situation, that you can distinguish his voice. There's something about the sound of those that are familiar familiar with you that is indistinguishable from others. And then there are times when people sound like other people and we will say, oh, I thought you were so-and-so because you sounded like them and you may have misunderstood or you may have missed the ability to distinguish properly the sound of their voice because it sounds similar to someone else. Even though we can say that you will learn to hear his voice and distinguish it apart from others like you learn to hear and distinguish the voice of those that you speak with frequently, sometimes every now and then you may mix up the sound of the voice even of those that you know so familiarly because other people sound like them. Well, no one else sounds like God. He's got a lot of people trying to imitate him, but none of the others sound like him. There's some things that are distinct and unique about the sound of the voice of God. I have an African gray parrot and those parrots talk and they make all kinds of, of sounds and noises and voices to imitate and emulate those around them and the sounds that they hear. Many of them can emulate the sound of a doorbell, the sound of a telephone ringing, the sound of a dog barking, and you cannot distinguish it from the sound of the actual thing. They will learn how to speak in the sound of your voice and say hello like you say hello and say good morning like you say good morning. And to those who don't know, when the parrot speaks, they will think you are speaking because the parrot has learned to do what they do to parrot your voice to emulate and imitate the sound of your voice. But there's something about God that even when others try to imitate him, they can't quite get it just like he does it. I thank God that he cannot be imitated. I thank God that none can, they can try to pretend to be him, but he is so uniquely different and stands above all others that that's why he declares in his word in John, my sheep, We're not talking about those who don't know him and walk with him and follow him, but those who belong to the, to the fold of faith, my sheep, they hear my voice. And when they hear my voice, they will follow me because they will know that it is me that is speaking to them.
We want to hear direction from him and he so willingly speaks and gives us direction like we need to hear him. So don't be worried that you won't hear the voice of God. What we need to concentrate more on is that we have faith to follow the voice of God when he speaks to us, but he will speak to you. And when he speaks, you need to have faith and confidence to follow the guiding and the leading of the Lord. The Bible says that in Jeremiah, that I know the thoughts and plans I think toward you. He was saying this to the people of God when he knew he was telling them that you're going to be taken into captivity and it's going to last for a certain amount of years. But when the time is over and not a day longer, when it's over, I'm going to come get you. I'm going to deliver you because I have thoughts for your life, plans for your life, and I'm going to get you to where you need to be, but you need to make sure that you adhere to my will and my voice and my direction. For there will be many that come falsely prophesying and speaking into your life, trying to deceive you, trying to discourage you, trying to deter you off of the path. When I tell you that you must go here and you must do this and you must remain there, they will come saying the very opposite. And you need to be obedient to what I have told you that you might obtain the end and the destiny that I have for your life. But there will be false prophets. There will be those who try to mix up the word of God, who try to mix a little truth with a lot of lie and get you deceived. Even like when Nehemiah was trying to rebuild the wall, he had his sin ballad and Tobiah and Gershom trying to discourage him and trying to get him off of the wall. And he said, I will not come down because I'm doing a great work for the Lord. You need to know what the will of God is. And he doesn't make it hard to know what the will of God is. He speaks to you and what he speaks to you will be in agreement with what he has written, what his written word has already said. If you're getting a word that contradicts the written word of God, that is not the word from the Lord for your life. The word that he gives you, you will have peace in your heart through the Holy Ghost and his word will be in agreement with the written word in the scriptures. But when he gives you that word, he'll tell you how to get to the next point in your life. He will get you from point A to point B. And sometimes he doesn't give you enough information to get you all the way to the end of point B but he'll tell you how to get to the next step. Sometimes, you know, even when you're driving in the car and you, and you use your GPS and you put in the, in the destination, it's going to tell you how to get to the next turn to the next place where you need to make a decision. I mean, if you want to see the whole route, you have to click some buttons and it'll show you the whole route. God doesn't always give you the ability to see the whole route for your life, but he will tell you how to get to what comes next. Sometimes you just had to keep on drive. And sometimes I'm driving in my car and I want to know when am I going to turn, but the navigation system just wants me to keep on driving. If I've gone off course, if I've made a mistake, it will tell me and correct my route. But in the meantime, just keep on going on the path that you are on because I have laid out your path. You are on the right course. Just keep on going. And that is the way the Lord would have you to go. Even today, when he has given you direction and you are 
are following his direction. You just need to keep on going when it's time to make a change. When you're approaching a change in your life, he will give you the ability to discern his voice and tell you which way he would have you to go. The thing is, sometimes you get real comfortable. You've been traveling on that same road for such a long time. When it's time to make a turn and a change, you make it difficult and you are fighting against the change in your life because this road has become comfortable. I have found my niche right here. I don't want to turn. I don't want to change. I don't want to go in a different direction, but that is not the will of God. God wants you on the road that you're on until it's time for you to make a change. But when it's time for you to make a change, if you are to get to the destiny he has for your life, you must make the adjustment. And if you don't, just like the navigation system in your car, he will have to reroute your direction. He will have to remap your, your, your steps, but he has already ordered the steps that you are to take. He has already predestined your life. And if you want to get there in the shortest distance with the least amount of conflict, then you need to follow the path that he has for your life. Now, I didn't say you will get there with no conflict and no opposition, but you will have less conflict and less opposition when you follow the path that he has for your life. When you take detours, then you run into all kinds of dilemma and all kinds of circumstances and situations. When you take dilemma, then you, when you take detours, then you find yourself in dilemmas where, where they have to cast you out of the ship because God has sent a storm in your life because he's got to get you back on course. When you take detours, you find yourself in the belly of the fish because you have taken a detour and God's got to get you back on the course for your life. When you take detours from the path that God has predestined for your life, then you find yourself dealing with the storms and the headwinds of life that you did not have to deal with. You have to deal with some storms, but not every storm that you're dealing with is by the design that God would have. Some of the storms you're dealing with is because you were disobedient to the way in which God told you to go. The children of Israel wandered in the wilderness for all those many years, kept going around the same mountain because they were disobedient and refused to do what the Lord had told them so much so that he made them wonder until all of them were killed off in the wilderness, except a new generation that was willing to go. And a couple of men who believed in the way that God would take them, who had faith in God and believed to see the goodness of God in the land of the living. But everyone that wouldn't change, everyone that wouldn't adjust their thinking, he had to let them die in the wilderness. He wouldn't take the children of Israel into the promised land until that old mentality had died off, until their old ways had died off. You got to make sure that where you're going, you're not trying to carry the old baggage in your life with you, but let God do a new thing in you. Let him take you to a new level in Christ Jesus. Don't be so stuck in a rut and stuck to tradition and stuck to religion that you won't allow God to move you into the newness that he has for your life. Just because that's the way they did it back then doesn't mean that's the way you got to do it today. We walk in the power of God. He will do a new thing. Even in your, in your wildernesses, God will allow there to be water in a desert place and a way made in the wilderness. Just because it's never been done like that before doesn't mean God won't do it like that for you today. Stop trying to box God in and stop trying to dictate to the one who knows everything the way that he should do a thing. You trying to counsel 
counsel God. You're trying to instruct the Almighty. None has ever been God's counselor. None has ever given him instruction. He doesn't need your instruction. He doesn't need your, your wisdom. Your wisdom is foolishness in the sight of God. Let God be God and let him direct the path of your life. What you need to do is say, yes, Lord, thy will be done. I've got to be willing to lay aside my way and my will and my preference to do the will of him that has sent me. And what happens is you get off of the, you get off of the course that God has for your life as the ministers of God. We have to come and rescue you and get you back to where you need to be. I love to ski and there's something that we do. I'm a part of the ski patrol and we help patch up people and, and take care of those on the mountain. And there's something that we do at the close of every ski day. And they do this at every ski resort. They have to do what they call a sweep of the mountain. And when we sweep the mountain, even the little hills in Ohio, we've got to sweep them. When you sweep the mountain, what you are doing is you're looking for anyone and anything that has gotten off of the normal path, the normal trails that have been designed for skiing. You want to know, did anybody get off the trail and get hurt? Did anybody go off the beaten path and get lost? And you're looking for them because you don't want to leave them behind. God doesn't want to leave you behind. He doesn't want you off of the beaten path. He doesn't want to leave you wounded and dying off of the road. So he sends out his ministers to do a sweep of the mountain. And we're sweeping the mountain this morning. In Ohio, we do a physical sweep. We go through every trail and look off every path, looking for those that may have fallen off the path, got hurt and got off of the course. But in the larger places, like in Colorado, they have mountain dogs and they take those dogs and they have airplanes and they take those dogs in those planes and they sweep the mountain because it's so vast and so large they'd never find you just by doing it the natural normal way that we do in Ohio so they have dogs that can sniff your scent and I used to wonder why did they have to do that until this year when I was in Colorado and my son took me off the beaten path and we were so far from the trail I didn't know where we were had we broke a leg or been by yourself and broke a leg, you would never have gotten back to where you needed to be. But don't worry, because they'd send out the sniffing dogs to find you. Someone's come looking for you. God has sent us to come looking for you today. Some of you are off the beaten path. Some of you have taken a detour. Some of you have left the trail that he has designed for your life. God wants you back where he called you to be. And I come today to get you back on the course for your life. I come to rescue you from that place where you are that you should not have even been. And the good news about it is all of us have taken detours at some time in our life that God didn't want us to take. And God has had to woo us all back, bring us all back, correct us all back to the path that he has ordained for our life. So don't you be discouraged. All of us have done it and all of us have needed rescued. We just come by to rescue you, to get you back to remind you, to warn you that you are off course. I believe it was the old Lost in Space movie where the robot would say, danger, danger, danger. When you are off the beaten path, when you are headed for danger, the robot would warn you, danger, danger, danger. Well, listen, God has sent me to tell you what you are planning to do, what you are about to do. 
It has danger ahead and you need to repent and get back on the course that God has ordained for your life. You need a word from God. I need a word from God. But when he speaks to you, you must obey. And this is the word of God to you today. Get back on the course God has set for your life. You know the path he has told you to get on. You have taken a detour. You have tried to do it your own way. You have been deceived by the voices of strangers, but God would have you to obey the voice of the shepherd. He is the good shepherd and get back to doing what the Lord has called you to do. What you're doing might be a good thing, but it is not the God thing for your life. And we don't want to do a good thing if it's not the God thing for our life. Dear God, would you give us a word from you? If we could hear from you, we would know what to do. I need a word from the Lord. So Lord, what do I do? I just need a word from you. Oh, I need a word. Tell me which way to turn. I need a word. Tell me which way I should go. Got bad news. Life just darkened my day. My family is in need, and I just can't seem to make a way. Life seems so loud, and I've been too proud. But I'm asking you now, Lord, send the word. Tell me which way to turn I need a word Tell me which way I should go Dear God, for a word that will get us back on the path that we need to go to tell us what we need to do. Thank you for the gentle reminders that we have gotten off course, that we have messed up, God, that we are going in a way that it was not the will of God for our life. Would you, Father, confirm your word to each and every one of us? And you know, the good thing about it is point A and point B, they never move. The distance from point A to point B remains the same. But how long it takes you to get there changes from day to day. Sometimes you run into traffic. Sometimes you've got to take a 
detour. Sometimes you're traveling at slower speed, but the distance has never changed. What has changed is your obedience to his way. What has changed is your ability to discern his voice. What has changed is the course in which you take to get to point B. I thank you, dear God, that you told us that we can come into your very presence, having boldness to enter the holiest by the blood of Jesus, by a new and living way. May we come unto you, dear God, seeking your face, seeking your guidance, looking to do your will, acknowledging you in all of our ways, trusting that you will direct our path. Forgive us for word shopping, for looking for you here and looking for you there, for always wanting someone to speak into our life when you yourself are willing to speak unto us. Would you confirm your word to us and let us know what it is you would have us to do? Some of you have been word shopping, even going to soothsayers and looking to horoscopes. God forbid you are looking to the stars and looking to stargazers and looking to witchcraft workers for a word because you want direction and you want someone to tell you what to do. God has given you a word. What you need to do is repent and be obedient and follow the direction that he has given unto you. For as many as are led by the spirit of God, these are the sons of God. If you belong to God, he is leading you and directing your path. He is a good shepherd and he would never let this sheep go astray. Even when he has a hundred, if one of them goes off course, he will go. The good shepherd will go get that one. He will leave the 90 and nine to go get the one that is off course. And so today I hear the spirit of God saying he's coming to get those of you who have gotten off course. The steps of a good man, they are ordered by the Lord. He has ordered your steps. He has directed your path. He is leading you for his name's sake in the paths of righteousness. And we need to be obedient to him when he sends the correction, when he comes to get you, when he sweeps the mountain where you are and finds you off course and asks you to correct the course of your life. You need to say, yes, stop arguing with the Lord. Stop trying to negotiate the path that he would have you to go. Just walk in the way that he has ordained for your steps. Let this be a confirmation to what he is asking of you today. Let this be a confirmation that you need to get back to doing what he has told you to do. He has told you to write the vision and make it plain. You wrote it down. You made it plain, but you have gotten off course and you're doing other things. Go back and read the vision. Go back and read what he promised you. Go back and rehearse what he said to you. Go back and get the diary where you wrote down the promises of God. Open up your Bible and reread the word of God and remind yourself of what God has said to you. He is the same God that promised you those precious promises. The same God that said to you he would do it will do what he said he would do. He will not contradict the written scriptures. The Holy Spirit in you will bear witness to the word and the direction in which he has told you to go. He will confirm his word if you ask him and seek confirmation from him. Dear God, thank you for a word that confirms that you do speak into our heart. Thank you for a word that confirms that you, Father, want to direct our path. Thank you for the precious word and promises that you have left on record for our souls. Thank you, dear God, that the spirit of God has been deposited into our earthen vessels to lead and guide us in the paths of righteousness into all truth, dear God. May we be obedient to the spirit of God.
thank you for tuning in. You have been listening to Twyla Southall and L.J. Renee with What Does the Lord Say? For information on this program, on how you can subscribe to or access previous podcasts of this broadcast, visit our website at www.whatdoesthelordsay.com. Until next time.